friends and welcome to the secret podcast where we challenge reality question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change i'm your host dennis nappy the second with service of change where you can read my book for free i am human and we are not who we think we are at serviceofchange.com slash i am human it's been about a week since i've been able to get on the air had a family emergency i had to deal with but I am uh, getting things back to normal now and happy to be speaking with all of you. Thank you for listening. I'd like to direct you to the serviceofchange.com page. Click on the forum tab where you can actually go online and talk with other listeners and readers about the show and other exciting topics that will link you to our Goodreads page. Again, there's a lot of good stuff going on there. It's fairly new. I just set it up, but we have, uh, you know, the numbers are growing. So I ask you to just check it out, join it. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear your feedback on the show and, and get into some good discussions and share some information and stuff. You can also find us on Facebook, on iTunes, and listen on SoundCloud as well. Uh, you know, today I've got a, um, a really interesting show. Uh, I recently watched a movie on Netflix called The Experimenter, and it's based on what's called The Milgram Experiment. And if you listen to the last show that I put up now, two weeks ago now, but it was a show about mind control. And that show talked about, um, you know, parasites in nature that exist in nature that take over the behavior, they infect the brains and the central nervous system of the hosts that they're infecting, and they influence their behavior. And in some species, they go in and they cause different insects, different animals to actually create dangerous situations for themselves to basically commit suicide. It'll take like a, the amoeba that goes into uh, the rat brains, causes the rats to not be afraid anymore, and the rat runs out in the open, gets eaten by the cat, and then that amoeba is able to continue its life cycle in the gut of the cat. Uh, you know, so, you know that, that's what I talked about last week, just showing that not only is mind control uh, a possibility, it exists in everyday life. It's a part of nature. You know, and I make the link to my book, Food for the Archons, where I'm talking about, well, I think there's an energetic parasite that's out there. And eventually, I think we're going to look at these energy things uh, the same way we look at germs, because we're going to develop a way to measure them and to see them. Right now, it sounds all you know, fantastic, but I, I think we're making the right progress and strides in the right direction, where that's going to be just as common knowledge as, as germs are. We're going to be able to deal with it. But right now... It's something that's just kind of out there. So my point in recapping that last week's show is I think this is a relevant uh, finding in showing just how easy, without any type of parasite, it is to influence human behavior, decent people, the average person, to do horrendous things. Now, the Milgram experiment was performed by Stanley Milgram, um, and it was, it's one of the most fa- – I'm reading from uh, simplypsychology.org, and I'll have the link in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. 
but it was an obedience study. I'm going to read some of it. I'm going to paraphrase some of this that I'm getting off this article here. But it was done in 1963. Uh, Stanley Milgram, a psychologist at Yale University, conducted an experiment focusing on the conflict between obedience to authority and personal conscience. He examined justifications for acts of genocide offered by those accused at the World War II Nuremberg War criminal trials. The defense often was based on obedience. They were just following orders from their superiors. Does that sound like a relevant topic today? I think so. And I think that the results of this can be quite scary. And I think it should cause us all to take pause and to reflect. And I want you to ask yourself as you're hearing about this study, what would you do? Because the answer may surprise you. So it says the experiments began in July 1961, a year after the Adolf Eichmann in Jerusalem, a year after the trial of Adolf Eichmann in Jerusalem. Milgram devised the experiment to answer the question, could it be that Eichmann and his million accomplices in the Holocaust were just following orders? Can we call them accomplices? And they're quoting Milgram from 1974 for saying that. He wanted to investigate whether the Germans were particularly obedient to authority figures, as this was a common explanation for the Nazi killings in World War II. So he's looking at genocide, and he's saying, why were all of these Nazi soldiers able to kill all those millions of, of Jewish people and, and, and war criminals, basically. So he, he created a procedure where the participant, and again, I'm paraphrasing uh, from this article here, uh, but the participant was paired with another person, and they, they drew lots. They basically decided, um, you know, who's going to be the teacher and who's going to be the learner. But the way the experiment was designed was that the learner was actually a part of the experiment. He was working with, with uh, Milgram on this one. So they would pretend to, to choose who's going to be the teacher, who's going to be the learner. And then they take the learner, the teacher and the, the technician or the, the, you know, the lab assistant would walk the learner into another room and the teacher would watch as they would hook him up to various electrodes. Then he'd leave the learner in the room by himself, and they'd set the teacher up in the other room in front of a panel. And um, let's see here. That panel had uh, was connected to a shock generator with a row of switches, and those switches were marked from 15 volts, which is a slight shock, to 375 volts, which is danger of severe shock, all the way up to 450 volts, which could be deadly. So... Um, and basically what he did was, let's see, the experiments were 40 males between the ages of 20 and 50, uh, and their jobs ran from unskilled to professional. And they were paid $4.50 just for showing up. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm skipping through the article here. So after he strapped them in the chair, he sat the teacher down, he gave them a set of questions, and he says, you're going to ask you know, all these questions, and when they get one wrong, when the learner gets one wrong teacher, you're to hit the first switch on the left and administer a shock. After each subsequent wrong question, you're going to continue going down the board all the way up to 450 volts to shock the learner because we want to see if pain influences their learning abilities, what they were telling them. The learner intentionally gave wrong answers to induce the teacher to give the shocks. And the experimenter that was sitting in the room with the teacher would give different prods. He'd say, you know, uh, and I'm quoting from the article here, prod one was please continue. Prod two was the experiment requires you to continue. Prod three was it is absolutely essential that you continue. And prod four says you have no other choice but to continue. And this was whenever they would say, are you sure I should do this? They sound like they're in pain because at times the learner would, would pretend to be in pain and cry out, ow, stop, please don't do this anymore. Why are you doing this to me? I'm done, I'm done. So... 
the, the results of this test, 65%, which is two-thirds of the participants, uh, the teachers, they continued to the highest level of 450 volts. 65% of the people administered shocks that they knew could be deadly to the learner in the name of the experiment. I let that sink in for a minute. 65% of the people were willing to kill a perfect innocent stranger because the authority told them to do so for the sake of the experiment. All participants continued up to 300 volts. So everybody hurt somebody in the name of the experiment. 65% were willing to kill. Okay, uh, and, and Milgram did more than one experiment. He carried out 18 variations of his study, and, and all he did was alter, the, you know, um, a, s- a situation to see how it would affect um, obedience. I'm sorry, I'm not clear on that. Uh, but he he didn't change it too drastically. Basically, is what it's saying here. So the conclusion, and I'm going I'm to read from this again, it says, Ordinary people are likely to follow orders given by an authority figure, even to the extent of killing an innocent human being. Obedience to authority is ingrained in all of us from, uh, from the way we are brought up. People tend to obey orders from other people if they recognize their authority as morally right and or legally based. This response is legitimate authority is learned in a variety of situations, for example, in family, school, and workplace. Milgram summed up in the article The Perils of Obedience that he wrote in 1974, writing, The legal and philosophical aspects of obedience are of enormous import, but they say very little about how most people can behave in concrete situations. I set up the experiment at Yale University to test how much pain an ordinary citizen would inflict on another person simply because he was ordered to by an experimental scientist. Stark authority was pitted against the subject's the participant's strongest moral imperatives against hurting others, and with the subject's ears ringing with the screams of the victims, authority won more often than not. The extreme willingness of adults to go almost at any length on the command of an authority constitutes the chief finding of this study and the fact most urgently demanding explanation. So again, ask yourself, what would you do? Not in an experiment situation, if an authority figure ordered you to do something that you didn't want to do. And they and, and a lot of times what helped people to do it was that you know the authority would say I take full responsibility for this. So <clears throat> almost absolving you of quote unquote um, culpability. Would you follow those orders? You know, think about your job. Think about the things that you're asked to do on a day-to-day basis. Now think about if that was tested in a, in a little bit higher of a moral situation. And this is relevant. This is so relevant today because the state of the world that we're in. Look at the political debacle that's going on right now. Look who is running and has a chance of winning. People spreading lies. People spreading hate and division. I, I mean, it now. It, I think it goes beyond people just wanting to uh, please authority. I think people just, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But the world is set up in a, in a way such that for some reason, most of us will blindly follow orders, even if it goes against our own moral compass. And that's something that we really need to look inside and reflect upon. You need to prepare yourself and condition yourself and ask yourself, what would I do? Because the deck seems to be stacked against us. Now, let me take a step back and link this back to my book, which is the reason why I do this podcast, to talk about this subject. Was this designed in, in the human creation, in the human genome? Is this how we were designed to obey authority, to be able to be manipulated, to 
commit such these horrible acts because as I say in my book, there's a being that influences human behavior to induce sadness and suffering because they feast off of that energy. That's a perfect pair right there if that's the case. Or are they just aware of this and help to influence that and take advantage of it? You really only have to influence one authority who can then influence the masses of a population if they believe in that authority to do horrible things. Look at the people, how quickly everybody was throwing hatred toward Muslims in this world because they're the new scapegoat. They're the new enemy. Let's cause the pain and suffering of these people now because it's going to create that precious energy that these creatures want out there. I know that goes off the deep end for some of you out there, but most of this is hard science right here. It's hard fact. Whether you agree with the morality or the ethics of the study because it caught a lot of flack because they were being deceptive in the study and not telling them that this was an experiment and it could have caused some psychological harm to the people, which he did address if you want to look into this further. My point is, this is a real thing. We know from the last show, mind control exists in the form of parasites taking over the central nervous system and affecting some of the chemicals in your brain that cause you to be afraid and do all these different things, okay? This is another piece of that. This is a, another serious piece. And what I say all the time is, you know, in my first book that you can read online for free, I am human and we are not who we think we are. There is more out there, but the answers are here. We just have to put them together. We have to be willing to listen. We have to stop putting those blinders on and walking around as if we are the walking dead. Take some time. Look inside yourself. Start paying attention to your thoughts and to your feelings. And again, ask yourself, what would I do? The future possible is literally in your hands. And that change starts with you. I'm Dennis Nappy, the second with Service of Change. This is all the time I have. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I want to direct you to the Facebook page. Sign up for the Seeker newsletter. You'll get weekly insights from me, feedback about the show and some other things. Um, you know, you also get show notes that, that is exclusive to just our, our followers and our, and our listeners and subscribers to the Seeker newsletter. You can get that at serviceofchange.com. You'll find links to the newsletter there. Listen on iTunes. Listen on SoundCloud. Listen on YouTube where we have an, archi- I have an archive of all of my shows. All the links are on serviceofchange.com. And please, if you want to support the show, if you're enjoying the show, uh, again, this, this is uh, you know, an out-of-pocket expense. Go to the servicechange.com bookstore. There's some great books on there uh, you know, on a variety of topics you know, that, that I've um, – you know, that I've talked about in the past, check them out, please. And, uh, and support the show. I would greatly appreciate it. Again, that's all the time I have. Thank you for, uh, for listening and continuing to support the show. I'm uh, Dennis Nappy, the second with service to change. Remember that small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Welcome to Truth Seekers.